0: So in Joshua, I had a word come up in my spirit that uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about tonight, but let me just kind of set it up for you a little bit. Joshua chapter 1, it says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord it came to pass, that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan. Thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Then he went on to say in verse 3, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this great Lebanon, unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. There shall not be any man be able to stand before thee all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. That sounds like a familiar verse, doesn't it? He said in Hebrews that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Now notice in verse 6, be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong. So he's emphasizing him to be strong and be very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not from it to the right nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. So we see here in the context, Moses is dead, and the Lord is telling Joshua to be strong. He's telling him to be strong, and then in verse 8, he tells him how he could be strong. And I believe that if it worked for Joshua, it can work for us. And it did work for Joshua, and it is working for us. In verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So he wanted it to be strong and successful. He wants us to be strong and successful. And so I believe that one of the keys to strength in our lives is meditation in the word of God. Now I remember from years ago, as Jim Caseman was teaching this way back in the Minnesota days, he said in Joshua 1.8, Rotterham's translation says, Thou shalt talk to thyself. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou shalt talk to thyself. And that phrase just came up in my heart this morning as I was praying. We must talk to ourselves. Talk to ourselves verse 9 he says have not i commanded you be strong and of a good courage be not afraid be not dismayed for the lord thy god is with you wherever you go amen so then how to meditate it's important to know how to meditate and what meditation is We already quoted in James chapter 1, verse 21, to receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. I like how the Amplified says it. You don't need to pull that up. But the Amplified says this, welcome the word. Welcome the word. Which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. And so when it talks about the implanted word, the engrafted word, or welcoming the word, what happens? We become, in a sense, one with the word of God. And so if we want to get results in life, we want to make sure that we are involved in this engrafting process. Through meditation in the word of God... That's how God's word gets down into your spirit and it starts affecting not only your spirit, but it affects your soul and it affects your body. God's word is life. God's word is health. God's word brings strength. God's Word brings wisdom. God's Word is the answer for everyday life and everyday problems. And so what we want to do is we want to welcome the Word of God on a daily basis. Give us, O God, our daily bread. And so that the word of God may be rooted and grounded in our lives so that we're not so easily moved, we're not so easily swayed back and forth, up and down. We're solid, standing strong in the word of the living God. And so he's telling Joshua to talk to yourself. Now we see this principle of talking to yourself modeled very clearly in the life of David in first Samuel chapter 30 for example beginning in verse one it says and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag." I remember Marilyn Hickey years ago defined what Ziklag means she said that Ziklag means a city that is overwhelmed with grief that's not the kind of city we would want to live in Ziklog on the third day. And what happened? The Amalekites invaded the south and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and they went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire. Not a good day. Their wives, their sons, their daughters, every one of them were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, we have one in the New Testament, amen? David's two wives were taken captive. Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed. I guess so. I mean, as a leader, I'm sure that he felt like a failure. As a leader, all eyes are on David. And David was greatly distressed. In other words, he was stressed. For the people spake of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But here's what I want you to say. See, here's what David did. But... David encouraged himself in the Lord. On that day, there was no one around David that would encourage him. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. In other words, we could say it this way. David began to talk to himself. I'm certain that he praised God. I'm certain that he prayed, but I'm quite sure that David had a conversation with himself. One translation says this, and I love this. It says, but David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord his God. We can see from that phrase right there that strength comes from encouraging ourselves if you've ever been around a a person a preacher or a good friend that's an encourager and you leave that place of fellowship or you leave that service or whatever the case may be you feel strengthened you feel like and you can make it another day you feel like you can face your future with confidence because you've been encouraged in the lord and this is the blessing and this is the benefit that we have the opportunity to do this every morning every afternoon every night day and night thou shalt meditate therein thou shalt talk to thyself thou shalt encourage yourself in the Lord and you shall be strengthened and built up and you can go from that place and build others up so we see this in the life of David In Psalms 42, verse 5, he's having a conversation with his soul. Have you ever had a conversation with your soul? How about a conversation with your body? Or a conversation with your pocketbook? Or maybe a conversation with your business? Now notice with me, David was down. He admitted the fact that he was cast down, that his soul was going through some difficulties. And he said in verse 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Now, I'm not exactly sure what disquieted means, but to me it says there's some real turbulence taking place in his soul. In other words, he's not calm. There's trouble in his soul. There's a lot of, uh, spiritual warfare, if you will, going on in his mind. Has anybody in this room tonight ever experienced some spiritual warfare? Yeah. That's the enemy's plan, right? That's the way that he tries to get access into our lives is through our, our mind, our will, and our emotions. So David is having a very emotional day. Aren't you glad that you've got weapons that you can take and you can use against the warfare of the enemy because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but what are they? They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? And then he starts talking to himself. David, hope thou in God. God. That word hope there means expect Mm -hmm. God. In other words, David, or in other words, I'm David talking to David. David, you've seen God do some great things. The lion, the bear, you've seen Goliath go down. So expect the God who has met you thus far and has brought you this far to take you through this turbulence and get you through to the other side. Yeah. Expect God. Hope thou in God. He's talking to himself. You know, I've been around a lot of wonderful friends and a lot of great preachers. Keith Hershey is one of the best communicators that I know of. He is a marvelous friend and he is an absolute gem of a preacher. And sometimes while, you know, we're out just fellowshipping, maybe, you know, we are out golfing or out doing dinner or something like that, and I hear him talking to himself. He'll take a scripture, and he'll repeat that scripture over and over and over again. He isn't really talking to me. I can hear him, but he's talking to himself. What is he doing? He's reminding himself of what God has done in his life. And that through God, he can run through a troop. And through God, he can leap over a wall. And through God, all of his bills can be paid. And that through God, mountains can move. Amen. Amen. Brother Hagin was the same way. We had the privilege of fellowshipping with him. I don't know why, but it just happened. God graced us to fellowship with Brother Hagen, and a lot of times he'd be sitting in the back of the car after taking him to dinner, and we'd hear him say things like "Thanks be to God," which gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he'd try to sing because we wasn't a very good singer, but he'd try to sing "Blessed Assurance." But we knew what that was all about. He was talking to himself he was encouraging himself in the lord he was reminding himself of what god's word was saying to him and you know what you and i can do the same thing every day it takes a little effort it takes a little discipline you can make a habit of speaking god's word make a habit of meditating in god's word and it will literally change the landscape of your life praise the lord Hope thou in God. But he said, I'm going to yet praise him. I'm going to praise him in the morning. I'm going to praise him at noontime. I'm going to praise him all day long. I know this is going on. I know this is what is happening over here and over there. But what's most important, what's happening on the inside of me and what's happening on the inside of me is I'm lifting my voice in praise to God and God is inhabiting my praises and he is changing things for me for the glory of God. So it's important then that we talk to ourselves. Famous scriptures that we can say, and talk to ourselves oftentimes we face what we would consider impossible tasks sometimes we're asked to do things that we don't think that we measure up we're asked to do things that we think we could never do but we don't have to buy into the never do and we don't have to buy into the can'ts i believe this that success comes in cans And the greatest scripture that I know of that we can quote and we can say to ourselves all day long, you know what? I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. It may not look like it. It may not feel like it. But oh, thank God, I can do all things through Christ who infuses his inner strength into me, that as I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency, I'm counting on him to enable me to do what he's called me and anointed me to do. So say it with me, I can do, do, and I will do, do, I'll do all things things through through Christ, which strengthens me. Another great verse of scripture, and I kind of quoted, it, Nat Hagen used to say it all the time. Thank God who giveth us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God he always causes us to triumph. He always causes me to triumph. Amen. I'm on the winning team. I'm on the always team. Say it with me. He always causes me to triumph. Now, in life, we get presented with a multitude of worries, a multitude of anxieties. There's a lot of bait out there that if we take the bait, we could live a life filled with stress. But what does the Bible say? The Bible says we can cast all of our cares upon Him because He, in fact, really loves us. The Bible says that we don't have to fret or be anxious about anything. But instead, by everything with prayer and supplication, with the spirit of thanksgiving, we can let our requests be made known unto God. So if I really, really have given my cares to the Lord, what I can say to myself all day long is this, I don't have a care. I've rolled all my care on Him. It's in His hands. In that the devil persists, you be more persistent. I don't know whether you heard me or not, Mr. Devil, but I said, I don't have a care. Amen. If you want to talk to somebody about it, you go talk to the Lord about it because I don't have it. He's got it. Amen. Say with me, I don't. I don't, I don't have a care. I don't care. And then refuse to take the care back because the care will come again. Amen. I don't. I will not have a care and then there's just a ton of healing scriptures i like to call it medication meditation for medication so you can take god's medicine you know how many of you are are standing against maybe something chronic right now something perhaps that has persisted for a, a period of time maybe months or even years just because there's something chronic going on in your life does not mean that it belongs to us it is not ours Amen. we don't have to accept it we don't have to sign the package right Amen. so part then of fighting the good fight of faith is taking your medication yes. Amen. taking the word of God every day every day of your life and just think on it and dwell on it and meditate on it and chew the cut if you will and keep chewing and keep eating thy words were found and I did eat them And thy words were the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Amen. Amen. Well, I know the doctor says this, and I know the doctor says that. We do not disrespect doctors. Thank God for them. But understand this. When you know that you know that you know what belongs to you in the area of divine healing, you can hold fast to it. So just, you know, you don't have to get religious about it. You don't have to get uh, legalistic about it just go through your day and remind yourself thank you lord you redeem me from the curse of the law i thank you lord i i I, i'm redeemed from that according to deuteronomy 28 61 all that sickness all that disease is a curse i don't accept that christ has redeemed me thank you lord i'm redeemed from the curse of the law and then you might want to sing a little song about being redeemed Now, I can't sing for you. You can't sing for me. And I'm not going to sing for you right now. But I can sing. I can sing a song to the Lord about my redemption. I can speak forth to the mountain. Let the redeemed of the Lord do what? Say Say so. So we need to remind ourselves and talk to ourselves continuously on what God's word says concerning our Medication. Amen. 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 Say it with me himself. He took my infirmities. And he bore my sicknesses. What you took, I do not need to take. And what you bore, I don't need to bear. Now, one area that I've been really working on is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Anybody had to work on their love walk? Yeah, so... Um, I've been catching myself, too. Because, you know, in the natural realm, it's easy to get impatient. At lights. In grocery lines. Easy to get impatient with people that are a little slow behind the counter. But because I've been... Now, I'm not perfect. Don't misunderstand me. I've missed it. You've missed it. We're not going to center in on how much we've missed it. But you see, what will happen as we as we meditate on these love scriptures, yeah. it gets engrafted in you. Yeah. It becomes a part of you. Yeah. And as you speak it into your life, and as you talk about it on a regular basis, that will come up when the temptation knocks on your door. Yeah. And the temptation will come. Some great scriptures about love. We can talk to ourselves. I'm patient. You know what patience is? It's the opposite of impatience. That's a revelation. Look it up in Hebrew and Greek, please. I'm patient. I endure long. How about this one? I am kind. I endure long. Here's love's gauge right here. I take no account of the evil done to me. I'm not touchy. (laughs) I'm not fretful. I'm not resentful. I take no account of the evil done to me. I pay no attention to a suffered wrong. Matter of fact, I do not rejoice in injustice and when unrighteousness occurs... But I write, rejoice when right and truth prevail. I'm ever ready to believe the best of every person. Yes. Hopes are faithless under all circumstances. And I endure everything without weakening. I never fail. I'm a success because I'm walking in the God kind of love. Yes. Now, if you will do that regularly, it'll come up. Yes. Isn't it true? What did Jesus say? Jesus said, Lynn, right? That out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth leaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So I just want to encourage you to talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. The world's talking to us. Some of the people we grew up, some of our parents talked to us. Sometimes we got a, self, a poor self-image by words that were spoken over us as we were young, maybe while we were in school or maybe on the playground. And that's why it's so important for us to take on this new identity. Yes, amen. We are not what people said we were. we're we are not who we were. Yep, we are now who we are in Christ and so the more that you talk about who you are I am what the word of God says I am I have what the word of God says I have I can do what the word of God says I can do I'm not under condemnation I am now the righteousness of God in glory I'm getting happy up in here tonight this will change the way you see yourself because words will paint a picture of who you are so the dictionary defines the word meditate as to talk with yourself to mutter, to cogitate one writer says it's an inward and an outward conversation it means to study, to chew over to think over, to ponder, to muse, to reflect to mull over or to speculate. I like this word cogitate. It means to think deeply, to think out, to think up, to dream up, and to hatch. (laughs) What this does, it gets your spiritual imagination involved. So what we do is we look at God's Word until we start seeing something. We're not talking about a thought process here we're talking about something that's deeper than a thought thought process what happens is there comes a development of a picture that you see yourself with the eyes of your heart and that's what paul wanted them to see in ephesians 1 we prayed that the god of our lord jesus christ the father let's pray that right now god of my lord jesus christ father of glory give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you may the eyes of my understanding be flooded with light oh let there be light in my soul let there be light in my life Lord give me ears to hear And eyes to see. Glory to God. Eyes of our understanding. Flooded, 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 flooded. Overflowing. Overflowing with life. After all, isn't it true? It's the entrance of His Word that does what? It gives us life. Now, listen, we all have a lot of information. But the difference between information and revelation is through meditation. We could say it this way to go from information to revelation, it's going to take some meditation. Amen. Amen. And so when you get a revelation, that's the place where, again, you see with the eyes of your heart. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. The Bible then will become a different book, will it not? As you chew on the Word of God, as you meditate on the Word of God, God's word comes alive. His word is life. His word is life. It's alive. Fred Price used to say it this way God's word is alive, but is God's word alive in you? And it doesn't become alive in us just because we attend church. Yeah, that's right. come on. It doesn't become alive in Pastor Mark or Pastor Tom or anyone that preaches. It doesn't come alive in us just because we preach it. You know, hopefully we preach out of the overflow yeah. that's in our heart. Amen. Amen. God's word is alive. And we should really never, ever take it for granted. We need to stir ourselves up. Concerning, not only concerning prayer, but also concerning being word people. Where is the scripture that you're standing on? What are the scriptures that you're meditating on? So... Again, meditation means to chew it over and over and over again. What do cows do? <laughs> you ever noticed ever notice an old cow out there in the pasture? Always seems to be chewing on something. Why is that? Because cows must chew their food twice in order for it to digest properly. You know, cows nearly spend eight hours a day chewing the cud. Oh, wow. Chewing the cud. Now, related words for chew the cud are to converse, to digest, to meditate, to muse, to ruminate, to ponder, to chew the cud, to reflect, or to think over something. Amen. And so we bring this word up, and we ruminate, and we meditate on it by speaking it daily daily. By speaking it regular. How many of you know that faith comes by hearing? Yeah. Let's look at Romans ten seventeen. Romans the 10th chapter, the 17th verse. Talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. Talk about how God meets your needs. Well... And, and another thing is is look back and see what He's already done. Has God ever come through for you before? There is nothing that will ever prevent Him from coming through again for you. If you will simply stay in faith. I remember years ago, um, you know, we had a very stringent... Uh, lending institution for I don't know how many years it was ECCU a very stringent stringent uh, lending institution and if you'll remember in 2008 how that the economy took a real dive well we got our loan for this facility around 2006 and 2007 well in 2008 I mean things really started going south and so they got nervous I didn't get nervous but they got nervous and so it's almost kind of like you know they they, they just kind of put the lean on you a little bit well, how are you guys doing and we're doing fine praise the lord everything's good and uh you know they would want to see financial reports you know every quarter and then later on it became every month and we were all, our needs were already met i mean every bill was paid in abundance But they would look at one month and, you know, historically churches have better months than other months. I don't believe in any summer slumps. Do you? I believe in summer abundance. Amen. 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 Uh, But then they got a a, a real young guy. Some older guys were okay, but the young guy, you know, I can remember talking to him. I was on vacation and it was summer and he said, how do you think you're going to make it? what makes you what what you know i said you know we're going to be all right we always make it always at the end of the year it always he we we always triumph and he says well what makes you think that well i'm not thinking i'm believing (laughs) and my believing is a result of knowing i know in whom i have believed and i am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know the faithfulness of God. I've seen God come through again and again and again and again and again. I know God is faithful. But how do you tell a young man that's been on the job for a year that, that just got out of community college? You don't. <laughs> but you do walk in love it was a test, was a test. yeah but a scripture the Lord that gave me so clearly one day I'll never forget it it's found in Hebrews chapter 13 and I believe it's verse 5 and 6 if you can pull it up in the amplified version yeah. Hebrews 13 5 and 6 just remember this God is faithful God, yeah. God has been good to you He's brought you this far. He's not going to take his hand off of you. His grip will never slip. He's got you. He's for you. He's with you. And he's in you. And he will take you all the way. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 in the Amplified. Let your conversation be without covetous. Be content with such things as you have so on and so forth. Verse 6. With your present circumstances and what you have for God Himself, encourage, confidently boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do unto me. Yeah. Where is the scripture where it says He will never leave us nor forsake us? That's Hebrews 13.5. 13.5. 13, five. Go back a verse. Hebrews 13, 5. You uh-huh. three uh-huh. lines, two. Uh-huh. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. What I want is the amplified, please. Thank you. That's it right there. Yeah, that's it. amplified version. yeah he said i will never leave you forsake you for he says i will not in any way fail you nor give you up or leave you this is what went off in my spirit never leave you without help me out support support And then he said, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless or forsake you. I'll never let you down. I will never relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. He said, I will never leave you without support. Come on, somebody. He upholds all things by the word of his power. If he upholds this whole universe by the word of his power, he can see to it that our PG&E bill is paid, our mortgage bill is paid. He is more than enough. And the question the Lord gave asked me, son, have I ever, ever forsaken you? Have I ever failed you? Have I ever left you without support? And I said, no, you haven't. And no, you won't. Amen. So this will work for all of us in whatever we're going through. He will support us. He will hold us up. He will lift us up. So talk to yourself about that. Go ahead and say this to me. He will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He'll never leave us here at heart of the bay without support he'll never leave my family without support can you praise him for that glory to God glory to God glory to God what kind of support do you need what kind of support do you need he said I will supply all you need I will supply all your need. All your need. It's not just in the material area. When he says, I will will support you, that can be emotionally. That can be spiritually. That can mean people coming alongside of you to help you in a difficult time, to lend their support. That's God working through them to support you. What kind of support do you need? My God. Come on. Say it with me. My God. God. Supplies. Supplies. All my need. In every area of my life. According to his riches. In glory. By Christ Jesus. Glory to God. So when we do this. When we talk to ourselves. The word gets in our eyes our ears, our mouth, then it gets into your whole body. And when you do this, the air is going to be rare. You know what I mean by that? The air is rare up there. Because not everyone is going to want to climb that mountain. What we're talking about tonight is more than just singing in the choir. It's more than I came to to church and I shouted and I danced it. Why? Because we all have our part to play. How many players we got here tonight? How many will fulfill their part? So meditate, speak, mutter God's word. Let it dwell in you richly day and night. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm going to close with this statement. There is an art of meditation upon God's Word which draws out His wisdom and His supernatural strength to produce amazing results. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight... Is where? It's in the word of God. His delight is in the word of God. In the word of God. This man. That's planted by the rivers of water. Sets his roots out deep. By the river of life. Amen. Pull up Psalms 1. Pull up Psalms 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the word of God. In his word does he meditate day and night. Next verse. Let's read this together. And he shall be the that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither. You accept that? Yes. Yeah. Amen Then lastly, but not leastly, <laughs> turn to Jeremiah. You got a few more minutes, right? Yes. I mean, I, I, I realize it's a Wednesday night, and a lot of you get up early the next day, but I got one more scripture for you. Jeremiah 17, verse seven and eight, amplified. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. Most blessed is the man who believes and trusts in and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confidence the Lord is. Let's keep reading. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads out its roots by the river and it shall not see and fear when heat comes. But its leaf shall be what? Green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it cease from yielding fruit. Hallelujah. Serene and calm through drought, bringing fresh fruit in every season. Hallelujah. When a tree is well watered, it's evident. Because you can see the fruit and the green leaves. And in the same way, those around you will see the fruit. They'll see the results of His Word working in your life. They'll see the blessing of God in your life for the glory of God. Amen. Do you receive that tonight? Talk to yourself the rest of the week. Just make it a little habit to wake up in the morning... And start talking to yourself. One of the first things you can say in the morning is, Thank you, Lord. You know what Benny Hinn used to say? He used to say, probably still does, Good morning, Holy Spirit. 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 That's communion with God. Amen. Did you receive it tonight?